Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Glam Mirror. Hi, I'm Dr. Tabitha Mir, and you are joining me for Glam Mirror. I am a cosmetic dermatologist here to uplift, inspire, educate, and talk about all things beauty from the skin to the soul. This is Glam Mirror. Hi, I'm Dr. Tabitha Mir, and welcome to another episode of Glam Mirror. And today I am going to talk to you about how we are all drowning in a sea of diet myths. Low carb, low fat, good fats, paleo. How do you make sense of it all? So I have somebody who I am so excited to talk about. Andy Liu is here. <laughs> she is, let me give you a quick background on her. She's a natural nurturer and an advocate for heavy, um, not heavy, healthy living. See that? Um, and this is her fifth book that we are going to be talking about today called Real Fit Food. Welcome. I'm so Thank excited. You. You're here. Oh, Dr. Tabison, it's so exciting to be here. Seriously, I can't believe it. And uh, you're so well respected within your profession. And yeah, I'm very grateful grateful for the opportunity. Well, I have to tell you, you are not only well-respected, you're stunning, you're a mother, and you're <laughs> in fit, she's in better shape than me, and I read your book, and I get a lot of books to read, and a lot of times I don't vibe well with what they're trying to say, because there are a lot of great starter diets out there, like paleo, like gluten, this, that, the other. Yeah, yeah. Um, unless you're taking gluten-free for health reasons, a lot of people use those fads, and they're not sustainable. Yeah. And a lot of what you have in your book, Real Fit Food, yeah. this is an easy-to-read book and it just I flew right through it and everything makes sense you're educating people and I do a lot of talks about this on Periscope and I just have a lot to ask you okay let's do it what was your inspiration for this book particularly you have some books prior to this yeah too. so this is my fifth book mm-hmm. and I've got these two bestsellers that created a fat food movement called eat fat be thin and eat fat be lean which was a paleo inspired book but all this information can be confusing right, right. so you know it's a complicated message but written in a really simple way because otherwise you just really don't know what you're doing and um, I found that the reason why those other books became bestsellers because all you had to do was just one thing Mm -hmm. and you were already on a better path to eating and that was to include good fats in your diet. Now what you just said there is going to help so many people because one thing all you need to do is one thing and that will help trigger a snowball effect to better health. So you will understand this as a doctor Mm -hmm. Your hormones, particularly your sex hormones, are made up of fats and cholesterol. And what we've been told since the 1980s is that we should have low fat, low fat, low fat. But if low fat worked, we'd all be thin and we're not. And I have to tell you, there was something else that I read in your book that for me, it was like, oh my God, she is reading my mind. Right. The low-fat diet of the 80s made us fatter. Yes, because when they remove the fat, Mm -hmm. they have to replace it with something to give it the taste, and that's sugar. Sugar. So there's two problems in here. First of all, it's sugar that makes you fat, not good fats. Mm -hmm. 
Trans fats are a bad one. We'll talk about that later. But the other thing is that we actually need good fats to keep us well because they feed the hormones. Mm. You know the phrase EFAs or essential fatty acids? Yes. What's the key word to that phrase, essential fatty acids? Essential. Right. Mm -hmm. So here we are missing out on the one thing that's crucial, essential in our diet, and that's the good fats. Now, as a writer, I love language. So I had a look at what, you know, fat meant. Because in other languages, if you actually translate ah. that word fat, you know, to mm -hmm. English, mm -hmm. it actually doesn't have the same connotation. Right. Um, you know, so it translates to the word oil, for example, mm -hmm. and that fuels your body. So it has a different sort oh, of feel. Good. Yeah. yeah Whereas great. in the English language, in our Western world, it we're kind of muffin like, top. Exactly. It <laughs> 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 means I can't fit into my skinny jeans. That's hey, look, there's some. There's nothing wrong with sort of having a muffin top every now and again because in a woman it can be. It, it might mean that you're fertile, that you're more fertile, right. um, and you know a healthy body looks different in every person. And I want to emphasize that. This is not about body shaming. If you have a muffin top, if yeah. you have a thigh gap, if you are overweight, yeah. underweight, I'm not about body shaming yeah. because I know people who are severely underweight because of issues that are uh, medical issues that can't gain weight. So we are not about body shaming. Yeah. We are about educating so you eat correctly because you want to fuel your body. One of the quotes that you have in your book is you need to treat your body like it's a Ferrari. Yes. Can you talk about that? Well, we are given this amazing machine. Yes. I mean, we are a miracle if you think about how many thousands of perhaps sperm had to go yes. and reach oh, that one wow. egg and then here yes. we are, boom. And, you know, and, and you know, our body's so self-healing and self-regulating. I mean, we get a paper cut and we don't even have to think twice about how those cells bond and we don't have to take a pill or anything for it to heal. So the body can self-heal and regulate. And really, this is about wellness, not mm -hmm. aesthetics. When you're more well, your body's going to work better. You're going to have more vitality, longevity, fertility, and all of those beautiful things. And when you read the pages of the book, you'll see that that's what's important to me. This book is so colorful, so easy to read. It's not intimidating. And the reason I say that is because a lot of these books are so difficult to plow through. But before I get to that, I want to talk about something you just said. You talked about fueling your body. People need to think about the fact that if they have a headache, they take a pill. Yep. If they're diabetic, they take a pill. While pills and medications are not bad things, I'm a doctor, I'm not yeah. going to advise against it, people don't look at the fact that few, uh, sorry, food is also nourishment. And instead of taking a pill for a vitamin, to eat properly so you get the whole food. Exactly. So you get something um, in the very beginning of your book called a fit test where you ask people some questions mm -hmm. about um, what it is like their fit IQ is. And they're very funny questions that are <laughs> like, who is your role model for your body type? And you have three different people, Jessica Simpson being one. I think I picked Jessica, but that's not necessarily the right answer. <laughs> She's okay. I still love her. But you know, uh, I love that you do that because you get the, engage, uh, the, the viewer engaged. You talk about eating real foods and then organic and versus real foods. Can you talk about this? Because everybody talks about organic, organic, organic. Right. What does that mean? Okay, so organic means that it hasn't been sprayed with pesticides. And in the way the foods that are farmed today, um, you know, for the farmers to be able to make sure that they can grow foods quickly, they, or, you know, for animals, it's just about mindful eating. What are we doing to our animals? What are we feeding them? And how are the plants being farmed? And what kind of soil is being used? I mean, there is something even called biodynamic. Mm -hmm. And the biodynamic farmers laugh at the organic farmers because biodynamic means that even the soil hasn't been contaminated wow. with fertilizing pesticides or anything like that. Do you that. think so it's just becoming too confusing for everybody? And if so, can you help make it less confusing? Yes, that's my forte. Mm -hmm. uh, if you can kill it or grow it, you should eat it. 
because mm-hmm. the food is Great. alive. Mm-hmm. And the more alive the food is, the more life it's going to give you. Right. Why? Because this is where, as you were talking about, food becomes nutritional medicine. It has what's called micronutrition and macronutrition within that food. Mm-hmm. Micro meaning small, so vitamins and minerals. Macronutrition, macro meaning big, that's fats, carbohydrates and proteins. But what happens is when our processed food goes through a process they strip it of this micronutrition Mm -hmm. and guess what doctor it's the micronutrition that helps the brain to feel full yeah. So the more That's alive... important. Can yep. you talk about that again? Because one of the things you do to say in your book, I read the book, okay? I'm, I'm quoting because she said that, you know, you know if the foods are bad for you, but you still eat them. Why? And it's because your brain hasn't been satisfied. Excellent. Okay. I love that you read my book. Thank I you sure so did. much. And it also shows how easy it is to understand. I mean, you're a doctor, mm-hmm. so you get it. I'm speaking your language. But I wanted to make sure that, you know, everybody could understand this important information because people say to me, Andy, you eat so well and you live so well all the time, but what keeps you inspired? The why. When why? we understand why and what it does to our body, it's easy right. to do it. So if we can go, right, real food is something that's going to fuel us because it's rich in micronutrition, mm-hmm. aka vitamins and minerals. Mm-hmm. That's what's going to help my brain to feel full. It means I'm going to be satisfied or satiated on a nutritional level. So yes. it doesn't care about calories. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. That. So it doesn't care about what calories or even portions. It cares about types of calories. Right. Yeah. And it's so important because the reason I connected so well with your books is I talk a lot about this common sense nutrition. People will jump on a fad and not understand it and then not sustain it. Sure, you can lose, people do it to lose weight in the beginning, not necessarily to get healthy, but maybe they need to lose weight to get healthy. But how do you sustain it? I really love your tips on certain types of food, like you talk about salt. Mm-hmm. You talk about why salt isn't always a bad thing. Yep. Um, can you explain why? Well, it's the processed version of salt that's the bad thing. So remember, we want to eat as close to nature as possible. Mm-hmm. And if you can kill it or grow it, you should eat it. So the real salt, which is called salts of the earth, mm-hmm. isn't actually bad for you. Right. It's the processed salt, which is the iodized salt. Yes, that and has I've been saying this for a long time. Yeah, because the real salt, the salts of the earth, and people say, oh, yeah, the pink salt, the rock salt, Mm -hmm. all of those types of salt is rich with micronutrition, vitamins and minerals. It's actually rich in magnesium. Absolutely. And talk about the importance of magnesium, if you can, for a second, because people really misunderstand how important it is to your body and how it actually helps with sugar cravings, too. Yeah, and it's just one of those fantastic things that we have also been missing out on like the good fats because we've been told to eliminate salt in our diet but I'm here to tell you today to actually start including it because it's rich in magnesium magnesium helps with muscle expansion and contraction and pretty much everything in our body is a muscle not just our muscles but our organs are muscles too right so we're, we're chronically depleted in magnesium because magnesium is also in dark leafy greens and we're not eating enough of those as well. I actually take a magnesium um, drink at night because it helps to relax your muscles too so you feel more relaxed before bed. So magnesium is super important. That's right. I want to scale back a, a second and, and just start from if somebody is really struggling with trying to figure out how to eat well, you have a whole philosophy. So I want you to kind of, this is your time to talk about your philosophy and what advice would you give to somebody coming to you who's trying to understand from the beginning what to do? Yeah, you know, it's such a um, uh, 
a, a broad or holistic approach. Yes. And I know that's such an overused phrase, mm-hmm. but it really is because each person is different mm-hmm. and each person's lifestyle is different. The most important two things to remember is this. Your diet needs to be varied because the more varied our diet is, the more nutrition and types of nutrition we're going to get. And that's an overused phrase as well. I mean, nutritionists talk about it on TV shows all the time. Make sure your diet's varied. What does that actually mean? What does that mean? All right, you might like strawberries as opposed to bananas, let's Mm -hmm. say, so you might prefer to only eat that food. But the strawberries might be high in vitamin C and the bananas, like say, high in potassium. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So you're missing out on certain vitamins and minerals, which, remember, keep that amygdala and those parts of the brain satiated. And also the the emotional emotional response to the very foods you feel satisfied if you're yep. only eating one food all the time and it's that emotional component that helps you prevent from overeating yes you know? exactly now the other thing that's really important to remember is that our diet needs to be dynamic so we our lifestyles change our exercise regimes change the kind of stresses that we have at work and our family dynamic changes so it's always changing and what worked for us perhaps last year when we did a particular type of diet might not work for us this month or next year so we have to go well what do I need and listen to your body Um, a lot of people as you said earlier on in the show are just doing fads because it sounds cool like a lot of people come to me as a wellness coach and say I'm fructose intolerant and I say great well you can't have (laughs) onions then, right? And they said, no, I can have onions, just not yeah, fruit. Right. So they're choosing to have no fructose because they think that they're eliminating sugar from their diet. Right. Um, but, you know, it's important to actually not rule out one food group. So when it's a natural sugar, when mm-hmm. it comes from certain fruits and things like that, we absolutely should have that in our diet. It's the body's inability to process that sugar that's the problem. Okay, so the, one of the things I love about your book, Real Fit Food, is that you dedicate an entire section to sugar. One of my biggest challenges has been educating people on sugar, and you touched on it just a second ago when you talked about fruits. I want, would love for you to give me your input on sugars, whether they're from fruits or whether they're processed, what your body does mm-hmm. when it when it receives that, what would you say about that? And then I want to talk about artificial sweeteners yes, too. Yes, please. This is a loaded question. No, that's <laughs> Take it great. From here. You know, and I got goosebumps from that because yeah. you know, in Australia we have a lot of artificial sweeteners, um, and we do in America too. Yes, yes. Um, and so let's talk about that absolutely mm-hmm. because it's in everything. I and think for me personally, sugar. Everyone's like, how do you stay so fit? How do you stay so fit? I have my cheat days, but when I have processed sugar, you look damn good, by the way. Thank you. I just had a birthday. <laughs> What, how, going what? In can I ask? No, how? you can't. Oh, I, won't, I won't speak I of can't it. Tell. I stopped talking about my birthday ten years ago. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, but I feel like after I have sugar, mm-hmm. um, I feel sluggish. I feel depressed. My skin feels like like it doesn't look as good. My digestive system slowed down, and it's there's a reason for it. So, so there's research take it from here, Andy. Research shows that sugar is highly addictive. In fact, it's more addictive than heroin. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a bit of a paleo concept when we eliminate sugar from our diet because um, paleo... Uh, Paleolithic times were saying, you know, not to have too many sugars. And it was about what you could pick, pluck, hunt and gather. Mm -hmm. So certain sugars were acceptable, you know, berries and, uh, and, you know, dates are a paleo food source and sometimes honey. And they're all really uh, important food sources when it comes to sugar because there are a lot of antioxidants in berries and honey's very healing. So it's okay to have some natural sugars sometime. And you said some yeah. Natural sugars, yeah. some time. But if I may say that a lot of my my patients, a lot of my friends, a lot of people who I lecture to think, oh, but can I have sh- um, a bowl of, you know, fruit at night? And mm-hmm. I say, not really. 
you okay. know. If it depends. If they were training, perhaps. Let's okay, say they were yes, doing some okay, really hardcore. Yes. So, yeah, so we have to kind of really continue to be holistic in, and individualistic in what each person is doing. I mean, doing. if you're having that extra kind of fruit at night, like yeah. you just said, it depends on if you're training. Think about the fact that most of us right before, like at 9, 10 o'clock at night, the only thing we're doing after that is going to bed, mm-hmm. you know? So you're you're storing this sugar as fat, whether it comes from a berry or whether it comes from a candy yeah, bar. Correct? That's right. So probably the best food choice just for the average person that's feeling stressed and you know the magnesium is a great thing to take before sleep because it does help with sleep perhaps the best food to have just before bed if you are still feeling hungry Mm -hmm. is you don't starve yourself because you'll probably have a really crap quality sleep yeah Probably some boiled eggs. See, and I love that you said that because a lot of people ask me for different advice on what to eat before bed. Mm-hmm. It doesn't sound delicious, but it will satisfy you oh. and you'll feel better. And no, no, boiled sick. eggs are amazing with the eggs. pink salt that we were talking about. So I, now you've got the I magnesium, the good fats, and the proteins. And you feel full. Eggs make you full fast. Yes, too. and they will also make your hormones happy yeah. because the yellow part we've been told previously mm-hmm. that is full of cholesterol, don't have it. There's a whole chapter my in my part. book. Exactly. We need that cholesterol yeah. because remember our hormones are made up of fats and cholesterol so it'll actually mean that you'll have a better quality sleep because your hormones are happy which is great to know so guys if you're listening to me now you guys have asked me this all the time on periscope what's a great nighttime snack boiled eggs with some natural pink salt on it and yeah. i tell you what i love that i would love that there's lots of great recipes in my book for things like that so you do have a lot of really great easy recipes in your book which mm. i want to get to but before you want you you're you're ta- you talk a lot about sugar yes and we talked about that artificial um, sweetener you want artificial sweeteners like please explain to everybody why stevia is not necessarily forget about splenda but like you can talk about Splenda Stevia, but why? Okay, so Stevia, which you may have seen on supermarket shelves recently, mm-hmm. is um, in demand because it's a plant-based natural sweetener. And it's a great sugar alternative because it has zero calories. Yes. So a lot of people, especially if you're a diabetic, can have Stevia. But previously, they have been marketing things like saccharin, aspartame, which are the artificial artificial sweeteners mm-hmm. to you know diabetics. And they're actually not good for you. Right. So equal Splenda. Those are aspartame, Mm -hmm. and they are actually a neurotoxin. Yes. So, I mean, there's some research to suggest that they've actually caused things like MS. Also, pancreatic cancers. I know. You know, know. a lot of blood-borne cancers. I had um, had a uh, family friend who this man was healthy as an ox, Mm. didn't even drink, didn't smoke. All he did was (sighs) ridiculously take... Splenda um, packets yeah. raw daily yeah, it and makes develop me sad. pancreatic cancer from it. And, so the body um, doesn't know how to get rid of it, right, and it, it doesn't. It's, it's this horrible man-made artificial substance. It's um, it's a neurotoxin, mm-hmm. um, and it's in everything. And it also can trigger your body to crave more sugar. Yeah, because you've upped your sweet tooth because these sweeteners are significantly more sweeter than regular sugar. Yeah, they don't satisfy because they don't actually have sugar in it. Yeah, so you're eating a placebo but you're making your body create the same neurological responses. So if you've got the sugar-free gum mm-hmm. and the sugar-free soft drinks and yogurts and things like that, get rid of it. Yes. But how do you stop craving the sweet? Yes. Okay, okay. this is what I want to share. This is the exclusive. How do you stop 
craving sweets? This right. is a huge question. Well, we all give in to our parasites at some point in yes, our life. Yes, we do. I'm human. Myself this morning with a big brownie, but that's different. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, but what does that mean? Right. Most of us have parasites in our gut that we don't even realize, mm-hmm. right? So we need to clean that up. Um, and so when we do a gut cleanse with particular things like prebiotics, probiotics, and one of my favorite things in one of my other books called Eat Fat, Be Lean is a recipe for bone broth. Oh my gosh. I love bone broth. Do you? How, how, we are like the we same need to get it. here. Yeah, we need. Oh, I, I make my it. own with a slow cooker when, oh, I, when I'm great. really like, it's got to be January and there's yes. nothing else going on. Well, now that the weather's <laughs> getting cooler, it's the time to start doing a gut cleanse and yes. have the bone broth. Oh. Because when we clean up our gut, we will stop... Uh, craving the sugars because those parasites go, oh my God, you're going to kill me when you try to give up the sugar. And so they start dumping toxins and make you crave the very thing that you were trying to give up. What's bone broth for people who don't know? It's basically like the um, old-fashioned chicken soup that your grandmother used to make. And you have a recipe in your book on how yeah, to... Yeah, really easy stuff. It's and really the reason cool. why that heals the gut is because the prebiotics and the probiotics that your doctor would have told you yes. if you've had antibiotics yes. to go on and clean up that gut flora and fauna... Mm-hmm. That's good for that. But the only thing that actually helps the uh, stomach wall or Mm -hmm. lining is the bone broth because the collagen that comes out of the bones then helps to heal tissue. And a lot of people have what's called a leaky gut syndrome and they don't even realise it. It's as a result of having taken medication before. And so the nutrition that we might be having might be so good for us, but the body can't assimilate that great nutrition. They can't absorb it. Thank you. And um, it's interesting because a lot of people ask me about B12 and vitamins. And I tell, I do this whole thing about B12 injections because I I, um, administer them in my office. Do you? I sure do. And And vitamin C. Well, I do those drips too. But like for the average person just coming in, like I do the Myers cocktail, which is the vitamin fusions of the, you know, all of these things. And so people are saying, but I take vitamins. Um, I tell people that you may take the B12 found in foods or by a vitamin, but your gut might not be able to absorb it. If you're drinking alcohol, that will inhibit the absorption of all this stuff. I even believe if you're drinking a soda or eating artificial sugars, that that inhibits it because your liver is too busy trying to clean that out of your system. I think a lot of these um, vitamins just flush right out of your system. Exactly. So it's so important that you brought up bone broth. And you know what? You're such a forward thinker because these are things that I'm trying to explain to people for a long time. And you are out there talking about it actively and you understand the nutrition yeah. value behind bone broth. It's nobody's fault. I just feel so sorry. We're just miseducated. Exactly. And it's because of the food industries and the food yes, companies. They and have a lot of say in what's put out there. Even yeah. as a physician, it's we didn't learn this. We didn't learn a really? lot of this. No, not but, really. I just love the intravenous uh, vitamin mm-hmm. intake. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just so important. This is a great way of being really proactive about your health instead of reactive. Right. Starting off with something like that would be great. Yes. Having the bone broth and cleaning up the gut. Absolutely. Starting to include the good fats in your diet and then flooding the body with antioxidants yes. and other nutrition. Network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Talking all things beauty from the skin to the soul. This is Glam Mirror with Dr. Taba Samir. You have a recipes, tons of recipes in your book, and give a 
quick description of how to make bone broth and because that will give an idea of how good your recipes in your books are. So you just need a pressure cooker or this slow cooker yeah. because you want to do it for like, I don't know, a day yeah. or something. Yeah. And then you get a really good organic bird. Yeah. <laughs> it has to be like hormone free, free range, um, hasn't been fed antibiotics because you're going to put the whole bird in a pot mm-hmm. with say an onion, some celery and carrot. Yeah. And the main ingredient that also goes in there is the organic apple cider vinegar. And it's the vinegar that actually helps to extract the collagen from the bones. And, and see, that's a tip people don't know because people right. aren't using that. Yeah, that's the most important ingredient. Mm-hmm. You need that because it's the collagen that then helps to repair the tissue. And how would any of you have known that if you didn't write her book or she hadn't <laughs> told you right now? Because I have so many friends, and I really, it sounds crazy, but I really do that are interested in bone broth because in New York we hear about these things, we read about them in the paper. Yeah. There's a there's a market that sells it for $30 for eight ounces, literally. Wow. And people try and make their own and they just put the bird in the pressure cooker or the slow cooker and throw some water, season yeah. it, and that's it. Yeah. They forget about the collagen, uh, the collagen from the apple cider vinegar. Yeah. yeah. Um, just she is a wealth. Miss Andy Lou is a wealth of information. I want to talk about vegans, mm-hmm. vegetarians, because the reason being is that they don't. A lot of people don't understand that you don't need meat to get your protein. Oh, I just love you. <laughs> because Thank she's you. so well researched and read. And, um, and I wasn't kidding when I said I, I devoured yeah. your book. It's such good information. And I love how sincerely passionate you are about this because it means you sincerely care about yes. your listeners. Yeah. And, you know, we all do. And that's so lovely coming from a doctor. I mean, doctors come into the world because they want to help people. Mm-hmm. Somewhere along the line, we just get a little bit caught up in our crazy yeah. lives. So let's come back to this basic yes. information because the word doctor means educator. Yes. Really. Thank you. And it's, it, there's a responsibility with this. So thank you. Thank you for helping me do what I do. Now I've forgotten the question. Uh, I know the question. <laughs> I haven't forgotten because I'm waiting with bated breath. Okay. I, first of all, I want to appreciate for everything you just said. That really touches me because yeah. that's what I'm trying to do. Um, I have friends who are vegan, who yes. are vegetarian, thank and you. they just don't know how to eat. Um, the correct proteins. They yep. get caught up with soy. Soy is horrible. Yes. So please talk about plant-based proteins, how you don't yes. need meat to yes. get your protein. Well, um, in Australia, and even, um, you know, I've got some recipes as well on my social media and stuff like that. We call it the plant protein drink. Ah. Well, basically, it's just... See, and that's in her book too, guys. It's just made up of basically um, nut milk and mm-hmm. cacao. Mm-hmm. Now, I know it sounds like I'm being a bird. Cacao! I know, but <laughs> I know exactly what those are. So Okay, so cacao... Cacao is like the raw, unprocessed version of cocoa. Cacao spelt with the A-O, cocoa spelt with the Mm O-A. So one's processed, the other one isn't. And remember, we want to have the raw, unprocessed version because that's the one that's high in nutrition. Tons of nutrition. So did you know that cacao, the raw chocolate, is actually high in protein and magnesium? I knew it was high in magnesium. I didn't know protein. That's crazy. And so we can get protein from chocolate. Wow. (laughs) Guys, you can get protein from chocolate. If it's cacao, not cocoa. Cacao. Yeah. yeah. And you can cook with that. And there's a lot of recipes in my book where I on purpose use the cacao yeah. in my, you know, recipe. So you're getting protein from plant based sources. Amazing. And it's also more bioavailable or the body can use it better when it comes from a plant base. And vegans and vegetarians are happier. But there are also uh, vegetables that are very high in protein. The three top vegetables that are high in protein are green peas, asparagus, and broccoli. Now, did you guys hear that? 
Those are the top three vegetables that are high in protein. Did you know asparagus had protein? That was one of the top three. Did you know broccoli did? The peas I kind of knew, but the other two, even I didn't know. Right. I tend to forget what is high in protein. I have to go look it up, and guess what? I don't have to do that anymore because it's in your book, Real Fit Food. It's right there. So Thank you. I just literally flipped to that page, took a photo of it with my phone, and went grocery shopping. So Yeah, there is a shopping list in the back yes, of the book. Yes, there is. So... Um, you also mentioned the magnesium thing. I want people to understand how important it is. For every molecule of sugar, talk about that. How much magnesium oh, do you need to, yeah, to ex- counteract that? Exactly, because what's happening is people are actually craving sugar as well for another reason, and that's because we're chronically deficient in magnesium and protein. And I wanted to say as well that sort of when we get to the age of maybe 30, like I'm 42 now, we really need to make no sure way. that we... <laughs> no, <okay. Yeah. laughs> but we need to make sure that we're including fats and proteins with every meal because uh-huh. we start to lose muscle yes. mass rapidly. Yeah. So instead of including this magnesium in our diet, we're craving sugar. Yeah. So every time you crave sugar, it's like, whoa, I, I need some magnesium and some protein in my diet. So that's, that's so important missing. that when you are craving sugar, especially right before you're like women, right before we're premenstrual. Yeah. Well, you... we're craving sugar before that time of the month. Right. And we're like, hand over the chocolate or nobody yes. gets hurt. Chocolate. <laughs> We've all said that to our partners, haven't we? I've made someone go to the you know service station in the middle of the night. Please. I said that to myself in my own bedroom with nobody around. I so know. <laughs> Some of my friends actually put call outs on Facebook. I'll be your best friend if you go and get me chocolate, please. So it's obviously a real craving, and you're yes. saying magnesium can help you with that. That's right, because what we're actually craving is the cacao, which is high in magnesium. Yeah, and right. get this, the reason why we're craving it is because our muscles need it for healthy expansion and contraction. And remember our organs are muscles too? Yes. Well, what's the uterus? It's a muscle. Yeah, so it needs that strong magnesium. Muscle. It needs mm-hmm. the cacao. And so if we actually include that cacao or that chocolate into our life on a daily basis, rather than waiting before that time of the month when it's in this chronic condition of needing mm-hmm. it, those PMS symptoms will actually become less severe. And I have to tell you, um, I I didn't even know that. Like, I have to tell you, I knew a lot about magnesium, but I did not know that. And I started to drink um, this supplement that is a magnesium powder, and I drink it, I know I mentioned a couple seconds ago, I drink it every single night before I go to bed, and it tastes really fizzy. Yep. And this particular month, I was actually really not in any kind of like crazy crave mode. I wow, just, I, I, I still wanted it, but I didn't crave it. There's a difference, you know? Yeah, so this is what I want to teach the readers mm-hmm. and everybody is to be more mindful. Because I eating. read your book and I did that. So, oh, yeah. and then listen to your body, and then we don't have to count calories anymore. Yeah. Because you start understanding how your body feels, and you will know, what diet is best for you because there's no point in me saying to everybody right you need to start having coconut oil in your diet because Mm. it's the best essential fatty acid Mm -hmm. right it's the only oil that doesn't denature it doesn't lose its molecular structure when you heat it up past a certain temperature so it means it's safe to fry in coconut oil because it doesn't become carcinogenic or cancer causing you can have hot chips fried homemade in coconut oil and it is safe another great thing is popcorn drizzled with coconut oil you know wow um, I, but oh, sorry, what I was going to say, sure, Doctor, sure. is that it's no point in me saying go and have coconut oil, everybody, because everybody's different. If we had to trace back their genealogy or their DNA, we would know that perhaps that person never ever had a history of having coconut oil in their, you know, in their history. So they might not like it, and they might prefer something like an olive right. oil. Do you yes, know what I mean? Yes. And I like that you have that flexibility. You know what I like? I don't like the. Um, 
let me tell you what I like. I like that it's flexible. I don't like the rigidity of a lot of diets yes. because it's not sustainable. Unless you truly are gluten intolerant, yes. then following a gluten-free diet isn't necessarily going to help you get any healthier. Um, if you are doing vegan because of something other than, you know, Ethics. Ethics. It may not be sustainable. I understand. I, I just never liked meat. I just never did. I'm not a vegetarian, but I just grew up, I just wasn't a meat lover. So I found other ways to eat foods. The funny thing is um, that I just never paid attention to the fact that vegetarians and vegans tend to eat more processed breads and carbohydrates and cheeses right. because they don't know how to get that The nutrition. ethical ones, yeah, the people that are doing that for this beautiful yes. ethical reason yeah. might not have understood how to do vegetarianism to properly. And I am pro eating correctly and I am, I don't have any problems with, you know, people make fun of vegetarians, oh why don't you just eat meat? I, I understand, you can eat what you want but it's the fact that they don't know how to eat and yeah. my one friend just got into the whole vegan thing and she took me to a restaurant and everything was made out of soy All and right. I just said to her, I can't eat anything here. Soy too processed. So bad for you. Yeah. yeah. Um, so let's talk about estrogens yeah. and things yeah, like that. Please, um, please talk about that because why is soy something to kind of avoid? Well, the processed stuff isn't good for you, and um, there's a lot of things that are now becoming like a mimicking of an estrogen, mm -hmm. um, like these phytoestrogens, PHYTO, yes. which you can look up and research more about. But most of us have imbalanced hormones, and that can help to lead to weight issues mm -hmm. and chronic, you know, PMS and infertility and all and these sorts of things. Too. Cravings, cravings, exactly. Yeah. Depression. Cravings, um, depression. Um, and so we need to balance our hormones. Um, and so, you know, when we heat up our foods in plastics, mm -hmm. um, that mimics estrogens. We, we are eating chicken that has been pumped with hormones as well. Um, and then these, you know, over-processed soy products when we're avoiding dairy, you know, the the tofu uh, ice cream and all that, the soy ice cream and yeah. all that sort of thing. So we need to take it back to basics. Um, and you can make some great uh, milks and cheeses and things like that from nuts. Cashew right. nuts soaked are great um, right. as a sort of dairy replacer. There's a lot of great recipes. I've got a uh, chocolate cashew nut milk recipe in my book. Oh, my gosh. That um, sounds amazing. And so, uh, you know, there are some great vegan restaurants around, you know, in Australia now. I'm sure you could find them in America there too. There are. There are. I think that the, the idea is learn how to eat so you can be a, a proper vegan rather than relying on restaurants either because they are yeah, overpriced here. Yeah. yeah. I used to be a vegetarian for 16 years, actually. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. I didn't eat a lot of meat. I just never liked it. You know? Okay. And then I went to medical school and I saw what the cadavers look like and then I really never oh. ate it. <laughs> Wait, uh, and you know what I learned recently that is actually kind of gross to me? Um, pigs. Pig. Yeah. Um, resembles human tissue the ooh, most. Ooh, so ooh. I really ooh. don't want any of that. That information is really freaking me out. Look, when I had to make this bone broth, yeah. um, you know, I recent I don't take medication ever. Uh -huh. Like I won't even take a headache tablet. I prefer to have chiropractic care and yeah. try and address the cause, not just the symptom. Mm -hmm. But when, you know, I had to put this organic bird to make the bone broth, yeah. I was like, oh, this is, I don't want to think about it too much. But I knew that it was going to be good for me because yeah. I disturbed that, you know, gut health and I yeah. needed the bone broth yeah. to repair it. And I tell you what, I was craving sugars after I had to have this medication for this particular yeah. reason because we were talking about we're not against medication. It's just, um, it's, it's it king. It imbalance your body's GI system. That's There's no right. question. That's right. So if we've had to have it for whatever reason, because it's king when it comes to emergency care, I don't know where we would be 
without it. Yes. But when it comes to wellness, we need to, as you say, balance that digestive system back out again. And I, and I agree with you. This isn't about trying to treat a disease. This is about overall wellness, and that's yeah. what we're trying to focus on. One thing that you talk about, which I talk about, is reading ingredient labels. Yes. Okay. This is huge. This is okay. So I was reading on. A, I did a lecture on Periscope, and one of the things I did is I took a very popular, you know, cereal. It's an oat brand cereal that calls itself Heart Healthy. Yeah. And I read aloud the top four ingredients in it. What it were was they? Cane sugar, one other kind of sugar, fructose, da 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 Those are the first four yes. ingredients. So I yes. let people know this marketing is is not what it says on the front of the box is marketing. You need to read the ingredients. Yeah. Can you speak to that? Yeah. So um, in the beginning, it can become really time consuming. Mm -hmm. And I know people are very time poor. Mm -hmm. So um, it will, I just want everyone to understand it might take a little bit of, you know, time adjusting to, to have a look. But then once you're in a role and you sort of know where to buy your stuff, you're going to go back and, and you know, and, and be able to do it really quickly. Because on the backs of packets, people are writing things like cane sugar, which sounds great, but then it still might be really high in sugar. Um, and so it is hard to find products um, that, you know, aren't uh, laden with so sugar processed. in America. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah, but then there are places like Whole Foods that, yeah. you know, is on every corner. Farmers markets too. Wow, now yeah. we're speaking. Yeah. yeah. And learning how to cook for yourself. Yeah. Um, and that's why my recipes are what I say, fit food fast, because yes. you don't want to spend much time in the kitchen. That's one of the things you talk about in their book is that you, your book, Real Fit Food, is that you don't want to spend a lot of time in the kitchen. Yeah. I don't have time. When I come home, I just want it to be fit, yeah. fast, and yeah. fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so if you can pre-prepare some stuff at home, and then take it with you to lunch, then great. You know, everyone can take something with them to work the next day if you've already made it the night before. Do you have any tips on um, reading the labels? Would you give anybody kind of like the kind of... Yes, let's go back to that. Yes. Because if it's a number in brackets, mm -hmm. forget it. Okay. I just really avoid... So numbers and brackets, forget. Yeah, because think about it. They're actually too embarrassed to tell you that it's some cow's hoofs pus <laughs> or something <laughs> like that. You know, I mean, I don't Embarrassed or, yeah, there's a lot of reasons why they wouldn't tell you that. There's something that they're <laughs> hiding there why is it 222 202 they're the most popular preservatives yeah. and, and why just, are we eating numbers you know yeah why is it a number what are you hiding here and then you go google that number and you'll see that's why it's a number <laughs> you say count chemicals not calories you yep. say that a lot well we we are counting chemicals not calories mm -hmm. we're shopping for value not health right. and it should be the other way around we need to shop for health, not value, right. because it's an investment in your long-term longevity and wellness. Now, what would you say to people that tell you it's too expensive to eat healthy? That's right. Well, you know, it, it's... Um, well, I've seen that fresh produce is so cheap here in America, mm -hmm. so it's really inexpensive. Um, and, you know, I just don't buy into that anymore, you know, because, as I said, it is a long-term investment. I mean, in this day and age, it's the only thing that you can actually invest in. When you invest in your health, mm -hmm. it's the only thing guaranteed a return in this economic climate. Yeah. I can tell you right well, now. Also, it's a lot more expensive to get sick, you know, like because of the low-fat diets, we have a higher incidence of obesity okay. as well as diabetes, yep. childhood obesity. And, you know, we were talking about coconut oil. Yep. Do you know what palm oil is? Oh, yes, it's a trans fat, which is right. a very bad fat. Yeah. Oh, wait, not palm oil. What's the other one? Canola. Canola. That's do you know what canola oil is? Well, tell me, but I know it's a trans fat. It's a bad okay. one. Okay, do you know, do you know what, what, what is um, olive oil made from? Olives, right? Right. What's coconut oil made from? Coconut. What's canola oil made from? You know what? That is so cool. I'm glad you put it that way. It makes us think. It's a oil that was manufactured in Canada. 
Yeah. Because they wanted to create a cheaper oil to sell in the United States to cook with. Oh my God, it's a processed this synthetic oil. Wow. And they called it canola oil after Canada. Oh no. Right? So it's not even real food. It's not even real food. And when I read that, I was disgusted. Um, I was on a date with a guy who sprinkled it on our vegetables, and I'm like, oh, I can't go out and do that. But canola oil is uh, Canadian oil. Wow. And in the in the day when they created it, they were doing that because coconut oil is, as you know, a solid at room temperature. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they were trying to tell people that if it's a solid at room temperature, it will be that way in your arteries. And <gasps> it was just... It's the exact opposite. It's the exact opposite. And so they manufactured this other oil to sell to make more money because it's cheaper. Yes. So really... The bottom line that I love what don't you do. Don't shop for value. Don't. Well, you are trying to educate people in the same way. If I tell you that canola oil is a, a, you know, what's olive oil made of? What's coconut? Oil, what's canola oil? You realize, wow, I need to start thinking for myself. Yes. Yes. And your books really give everybody the tools to start to think for themselves. To build their self-efficacy and then their self-confidence. And then you know what? Take the training wheels off and you're doing it by yourself. Exactly. You're going to feel so empowered. Other people will be inspired yes. by, you know, your your choices. And I think as a wellness coach, it's really important to set those small goals, mm-hmm. but then to sort of rally your friends around you and get them to do it with you. Because when you have a group of people that you say, look, come over my house and I'll cook you something or, you know, bring extra to work. And then the next day I'll bring extra. That's when we're working together it's as fun. a community. Yeah. And I mean, I have other. a friend that I go to the farmer's market with on the weekends. Wow. That's you know, great. We just have fun. We walk around. It's really social. It's fun. And we get to pick all this kind of cool stuff. But I want to say before, um, before I let you go, your books, Real Fit Food. Can you? What, what were your? This is your fifth book. Yeah. So the first one was called Seven Things Your Doctor Forgot to Tell You. Okay, that's a great book. It is a great book. Mm-hmm. I'm going to send you the ebook. Actually, okay, good. it's available on my website too. At only nine ninety five. What's your website? Uh, AndyLu.com. So AndyLu.com. Yeah. A n d i l e w. Um, and then I wrote a natural parenting book about how to birth naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my third and fourth books were the bestsellers Eat Fat, Be Thin and Eat Fat, Be Lean. And now this one, Real Fit Food, yes. which is about intelligent nutrition and functional training. And it's just such a colorful, I mean, every single page is so well read. It's spaced nicely. I just, I'm all about like, I read a lot of medical books in my day. So trust me, I know what an intimidating book looks like. Yeah. And nowadays, if something looks like that, I don't care what's in it. Yeah. I really don't want to. I really am not kidding. I went through this because I like how you have bullet points, you have myths and that you're debunking. You do um, a whole bunch of recipes at the back. It's like a magazine, it isn't is. it? It yeah. is. It feels like I'm reading like the Vogue for, you know, <laughs> the Vogue for really good food. It feels like a Vogue magazine. It's got these glossy, Such beautiful photos. I know. And I just want to feel like I'm having fun. Like, look at this pasta-free bolognese. Are you kidding me? Um, and then you've got this beautiful, like, Chia pudding. Chia is another thing we haven't even gotten into. Oh, time to so talk much about. nutrition in that. Oh. But most people don't know what to do with it, but just put it in their smoothies. So I can't let you go without you talking about that. What chia? Talk about what chia is. Um, uh, what is? What is chia? Well, it's a complete food. It's a superfood, and you know, superfoods is an overused phrase, but it's basically got more nutrition than most foods. That's because it's packed with micronutrition, aka vitamins and minerals. Right. You know, folate, magnesium, iron, B12, calcium, and it's also bioavailable to the body. It's a, it's a vegan food um, because it's a seed. Yeah. Now, the thing is, we know that we get good fats from nuts and seeds, but we forget about seeds. We eat yeah. a lot of nuts, yeah. but you know, seeds are so important as well. And, and that's important to people who have allergies too. Exactly. Yeah. And now, what do you do with 
chia seeds. Oh, gosh, sprinkle them on salads and put them in smoothies. No, you can make cakes out of them and breads out of them. And vegans use them as a raising agent because when you soak chia seeds in water, Mm -hmm. they rise. They become a really good raising agent. So Mm -hmm. you can use them as a replacement for eggs in cakes. I've got a recipe in there called the breakfast cake. Oh, wow. It's basically soaked chia seeds, eggs, almond meal and some lemons. And do you know what? It's so low low GI, full of fats and proteins. And GI has a glycemic index, which is how high your insulin spikes afterwards. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So low in sugar. You want low GI foods, yeah. So, but because it's only low GI and full of fats and proteins and, you know, why can't you have that for breakfast? Yeah. And you should actually be eating sort of five to six small meals a day. That's another thing. How many meals a day? Because some people think three big meals, but why is that not a good idea? Do not starve yourself. Your hormones will be going crazy. And particularly if we're in the morning having breakfast and we're only having sort of a piece of even rye toast with, let's say, jam and good fats butter on there. I guarantee you by 10 o'clock in the morning, you are going to have an argument with someone because your hormones are crazy. Because your sugar will crash. Because also you're missing fats and proteins. Well, you've got the fats there, but we need proteins, right? So that's why eggs are a great breakfast food. And on the weekends, we're a lot more relaxed. Mm -hmm. Not because we're not working that day, probably because you've eaten eggs for breakfast. So you might have the cake in the morning, then the eggs two hours later. Just keep eating every two to three hours. Keep eating something. And it's all about planning, too. Honestly, I could probably talk to you for ever and I want you to come back because I think that you offer a lot of wonderful tips and advice. I think today was a wonderful introduction to how phenomenal you're you just the way you think, the way you approach food, the way you educate people and that's why I'm a huge fan. Her book is Real Fit Food and I love this book. It's it's amazing. Can you tell everybody where they can find you just yeah. on all your social media and your website? So um, on Amazon it's free shipping so you can get the printed version there and for the month of October it's a free Ebook, wow! And then, yeah, it's a really good offer. I just want everyone to have it. Um, and then it's a free ebook for the month of October when you get the printed version Fabulous. on Amazon. Fabulous! Yeah, and then if you go on my website, andylew.com, A-N-D-I-L-E-W, there's all the other books there. Um, and you know, um, my Instagram. I would love you to follow me there. It's at Eat Fat Be Thin. At eat fat, be thin, andylew.com, A-N-D-I-L-E-W.com. Go to Amazon, look for her book, Real Fit Food. And during the month of October, when you buy the book, she will send you a free e-download. And guys, I'm a physician. I don't really like a lot of these books out there. I love this one. That's from the heart. That's genuinely meaning that. Um, and she's just a wonderful, fabulous soul. I need a hug. I need ah, a hug. We're going to hug right now. <laughs> You're the best. Thank you, Thank so, you much. so much. Thank you for being here. And you need to come back, okay? Please. Thank you. It would be an honor. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.